Hey guys, welcome back to the Take a Seat, Not a Side podcast hosted by Kelsey and Brian Halverson. This is a couples podcast where we dive into all things pop culture with our own special twist. Let's get started. We are back with another region of our Villain Madness. Last week's episode went so well, don't you think? Yeah, I had, <laughs> I had so much fun. I had so much fun recording it, but wow, that was a pretty long episode. It was really long. We promise like, the next couple regions won't be that long. I think our mistake was putting two segments in one episode, but... We're not going to tell you who won that one. Um, I will tell you that it was a legend. It is a horror legend. You need to go listen to it. I I don't want to say that it's going to be our best region, but horror is kind of Kelsey's bread and butter. And I like the characters too. So like we had a lot of opinions on it. If you look at the list that's on our Instagram and Facebook, like there's some really, really iconic horror villains. So it, it was fun. A lot of fun for us. Not telling you who won. Go listen to last week's episode. Um, this week, we are pivoting a little bit. We are doing Disney slash cartoon villains. Yes. So this is the next region of the four regions that we're doing. When I was putting this bracket together, I was thinking, like, these villains are so different because in the horror region, like, the villains kind of win. Like, the villains don't fail. But what most Disney and cartoon villains have in common is that they either fail or they repeatedly fail. Um, like Wiley Coyote's in here and like his whole thing is that he fails every episode. That's the whole point. But Jason Voorhees, he's getting his kills. I think he's got uh, like 139 confirmed kills in his movies. Wiley Coyote has, I, I think, zero. <laughs> also in cartoons, it's like, I don't know. You're not like, oh, they're murdering people. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're evil, but you're not thinking like, wow, look at their body count. (laughs) Right. So that's kind of why we're doing this. It's like a completely different way to look at villains. Like the Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers are completely different than the villains we're going to talk about today. You hate them for different reasons and they they affect you different ways. And you uh, you might hate them equally but just different. So, uh, yeah, we're excited to do this one, too. Our guest picker is someone that you guys have heard on the podcast before, or we've mentioned him on the podcast before, I should say. Uh, Marcus Miklovich. We refer to him as Crazy Marcus sometimes. Uh, he is the one, if, you can, if you're listed on Apple or Spotify and you see the logo with the two little people looking at each other, he made that for us um, out of the kindness of his heart. It's really good. Um, didn't charge us. Because we don't make money, thanks, Marcus. If you want a shout out, I for all maybe five golf fans that listen to this, and maybe one that follows the ladies PGA tour. And Kelsey, <laughs> I don't think you know this, but this is the most Marcus thing ever. He writes LPGA tour betting cards for tour junkies. I'm sure he does follow it. Bunch of girls in short skirts. Marcus was like, "Sign me up." But he like knows. Um, so w- when we bet on, when I bet on, uh, PGA Tour golf, like you have to know like what certain golfers do in terms of do they hit it far or do they hit it accurate or because not every golfer hits it far and accurate. So different courses suit different golfers better. Well, like Marcus knows that about all these female golfers, which is pretty impressive actually. Like he really follows it. I asked him, I'm like, do you bet more on the PGA Tour or the LPGA Tour? And he said. 10 times more on the LPGA tour. Tell me that's not the most Marcus thing ever. So nice of Marcus to follow a bunch of lady golfers out of the kindness of his own heart. Also, you men don't have to do your research. Okay, so he is our guest picker today. He's apparently uh, down with Disney. He knows his cartoons. I gave him, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, the only other segment that we're doing today is going to be the 
the beer battles. We're going to try to keep this under an hour and a half like last week. So these two drinks that we're each trying have already won a battle. So now they're battling off against each other. Let me tell you, it is not easy to find these. But somehow we manage. Even if it takes five stores. I've got the Northwoods Amber Lager from Lining Kugels and the 312 from Goose Island. And I am just going to be straight up here. Um, I'm pretty sure this isn't going to be close. I made the mistake two weeks ago of putting 312 up against a beer that I ended up really, really not liking. So 312 kind of got a buy. I didn't really – I mean, I liked it. It was, it was good. It was fine. Uh, but it's probably – if I had to rank all eight beers that I've had in my bracket, it's probably seventh. It just had the look of being paired with a beer that I didn't like at all. Not going to say I'm picking Northwoods right away, but I'm feeling that it's not going to be close. It's funny you say that because I kind of feel the same way. Like, I have um, Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer, which is good. It's good. But I have it against um, Lone River Ranch Water Rio Red Grapefruit Heart Seltzer, which absolutely blew my mind. Like, how good it was. Like, literally, I'm going to a bachelorette party next weekend, and I plan on picking up a case of the ranch water to just drink all weekend. And even if it's just this one flavor, I will be totally happy. So, yeah, I'm kind of feeling a little biased, too. I'm going to start with the um, Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer, just to be fair. So, here's my favorite part. What a clean open. Yeah, I'm drinking the Northwoods Amber Lager right now, and it is every bit as good as I remember it. You know how I always describe my ambers? Like, I like that they're smooth and have, like, a vanilla finish to it. It even says on here, smooth lager, crisp, and refreshing finish. I just want to pick it right now. Can I do that? No. No, you may not. You never know. I completely changed my mind on the Bud Light Seltzer Strawberry Daiquiri. Last week, I thought, like, for sure that was going to win over the White Claw before I even tried both of them, and it did not, so... Once again, this one is good. I know it's good. I love lemonade. I love seltzers. Mike's Hard Lemonade was like the first alcoholic beverage I like ever had. Like, it's good. No denying it. But is it like something new that I haven't had before? Uh, Not really. But we'll see. We'll see. So before we get into the Disney slash cartoon bracket... I think we should give some honorable mentions from the horror. We didn't give them last week, but we wanted to do it going forward. So we, in retrospect, listed some honorable mentions that did not make our horror villain bracket. Uh, one of them is Pinhead from Hellraiser. I've never seen the movie. I don't think Kelsey has either. Some horror fanatics said that we should have included it. We, it's just hard for us to include a villain that neither of us have seen. And there's there's some characters in today's bracket that... um. Only Kelsey have seen and something really I'm only familiar with. But at least that way we have a, you know, we can kind of wait a little bit. If it's someone we both have never seen, it's just impossible to do. Uh, we've got Brom from The Boy, Damien from The Omen, Annie Wilkes from Misery, and Creeper from Jeepers Creepers. Annie is terrifying. She broke his ankles. Whew. Yeah, that whole story is Stephen King is a is a weirdo. He is a weirdo, but in like the best way possible. The twist in the boy, if you haven't seen it, whew, you just thought to yourself, "Oh, just another creepy doll in a horror film." Mm-mm. It gets weirder, as if it could get weirder. The creeper from Jeepers Creepers is really creepy, uh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> The creeper from Jeepers Creepers was really creepy. Wow, Brian. Good word selection. When they would like fiddle with the radio and it wouldn't change the station, like that was always that was always really eerie to me. Damien from the Omen, he I don't know. He's literally like the devil. Yes. Uh, right. The concept is scary, but Damien himself really didn't do it for me. 
anything with kids for me is just terrifying. Whenever they make the kid like the bad guy, you're like, oh my gosh. All right. So, getting into the Disney slash cartoon bracket. I did the seating a little different this week. Last week, I seated them by IMDb votes. So, whatever movie had more IMDb votes, they got a higher seat. It made sense with the horror villains because they all have their own movies. The cartoon villains are a little bit different because most of them are just like side characters in the movies. Um, so, I did them by Google search results. So I threw their name into Google and ranked them by whoever had more uh, more hits. And I think that's the way we're going to do it for the other two brackets. It just turned out to be a little more fair. Um, that being said, I still think that the horror bracket came out in a good way. Um, yeah, it would have changed some of the matchups, but I still think that the reigning winner isn't really someone that you can argue with. Yeah, the I mean, championship of that or the final of that region was very deserving. The two people that made the finals were heavy hitters. For sure. All right. You ready? All right. We've got one seeded Captain Hook from Peter Pan against the 16 seed Lord Farquaad from Shrek. Brian had the audacity, the audacity to tell me he's never seen Shrek. Lord Farquhar is a little bit of a um, sheet head. I'll say the word weirdly, so it's not because the count is cursing. <laughs> I know parents are going to be like, oh, sweet, a Disney episode. Uh, okay, sorry, guys. Opens like, up with that. <laughs> it's still an adult podcast, even though we're talking about Disney. That's how we do. He, like, literally has little man syndrome, which nothing's more terrifying than that. Um, he literally killed one of the bears, this thing on TikTok where everybody's like, where did daddy bear end up? And like, he becomes his rug. Or was it mama bear? I'm not sure, but he killed one of the bears. Still messed up. But does he compete with one of the most epic villains? You know, people are actually afraid to meet the Captain Hook villain at Disney World. Oh, I believe it. Every, if I tell you to think of like an evil pirate, your mind goes to Captain Hook. Every evil pirate, even Lord Farquaad kind of looks like Captain Hook. Also, like, who am I more scared of? Like, a little king or lord, in this case, that I could just, like, probably step on because I'm 5'8", and I can take you on, little shrimp. Or, like, somebody with a hook for an arm who also has, like, a bandit of pirates behind him. Yeah, like, are people even scared of Lord Farquaad in the movies? Well, like, he's a lord, so everybody is, like, it's, like, um, similar to, like, Joffrey in Game of Thrones. Like, Joffrey alone you're probably not too afraid of, but, like, he has all his minions that'll just do anything. So he's, like, he's, like, Joffrey, but in, like, cartoon version. And also, like, didn't order, you know, Ned's head to be removed. So Captain Hook has his minions, too, like you said. Everyone in the movie is also just completely and utterly terrified of him. I mean, I've never seen Shrek, but for me, it's a no-brainer, Captain Hook. I'm going to go with Captain Hook, too. Anyone that can send a bunch of children screaming away from them at uh, Disney World wins this one. Marcus also went with Captain Hook. So that's a 3-0 sweep. And then in the next matchup, we've got Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland against Ursula from The Little Mermaid. So I actually already started thinking about this a little bit. Like, Ursula really, I mean, she gave Ariel options. She said you can either have legs and not be able to speak and be able to go out into the world. Or you can, like, I don't know, hang out here. (laughs) Swimming around and shit. Oh, oopsie. Sorry, y'all. But anyways, like, Queen of Hearts was, like, evil. Like a reigning evil queen. Off with your head. Like. Oh, is that what that is from? I think so, yeah. Oh, see, I've never seen either of the movies. Do either of them have special powers? I'm trying to figure out who these characters are. I know who they are, but I don't know who I am supposed to vote for. Well, Ursula's like a sea witch, obviously. So she puts like a spell on Ariel. 
but she like gives her the option she said oh you want to be able to like go out there and be on the like be on land and be able to walk around and all that stuff ariel i mean the girl just wants to go explore land but she's also like "Ooh, a husband that i've known for five seconds as with all disney films yeah this is totally worth not being able to speak for the rest of my life so you're saying that you think queen of hearts was like more evil I feel like the Queen of Hearts is, like, an evil, like, dictator. Like, can just, just kills people whenever she wants to. Which is actually really scary for a Disney film. But then again, Alice in Wonderland is, like, it's, like, for kids. But it's, like, this guy, like, seems like he just got really, like, high and wrote this film. So it's, like, kids, but it's actually, like, kind of scary. So I feel like I want to go with, I'm going to go with Queen of Hearts. I'm also going to vote with you in the Queen of Hearts. I feel like you made her sound more of a villain to me than Ursula. She just doesn't even care. She just, whoever she orders to die, dies. They may not show it a lot in the movie because it's for kids, but doesn't mean it doesn't happen. And Marcus also went with Queen of Hearts. So we have a, another sweep. And that brings us up to the five seed Cruella Deville against the twelve seed Megatron. Cruella Deville is obviously from One Hundred and One Dalmatians. Megatron is the bad guy in the Transformers franchise. Well, you already know my answer. If we're talking about which one's more evil, as I look at my sweet sleeping little pup over there, I'm going with Cruella Deville. I don't even have to think about it. She wanted to just go murder all those puppies. Okay, so let me talk about Megatron for a minute. Megatron's a really good villain because uh, he's a big dick. Like Optimus Prime is everything that is right with heroes. Like he is the perfect little robot, right? Megatron is the complete opposite. Like they're they have a really good rivalry. It's like Michigan Ohio State. Optimus Prime versus Megatron. Well, that could be another podcast we do sometime. Best rivalries. Best movie rivalries. Batman, Joker. Um, and I think what... I mean, aside from wanting to destroy Earth or take over Earth, I think what makes Megatron such a good villain is that he is stronger than Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime is our best hope, our best hero, our best everything. But he is not as strong as Megatron, which kind of is you kind of feel defeated, you know, because Megatron's such a dick. And at the end of the day, he's the strongest transformer there is. But as we were talking about the horror genre, you can hate those villains because of their kills and how creepy they are. Uh, Disney has to make you hate villains for completely different reasons. I don't think Cruella DeVille actually, I don't think she has a confirmed kill per se, but you know what she does off scene. And, she is she's creepy you you hate the way that she does everything the way she drives that car the way she smokes that cigarette the fact that yes she's probably going to kill these puppies if she gets them it's really messed up so i, I your vote is for corella right yeah i think i'm going to go with corella deville i will mirror you on that also so once again we do not need the tiebreaker vote but marcus also voted for corella our next match is Wiley Coyote, the 13 seed, versus the 4 seed, the Grinch. This one's interesting because I feel like I feel like Wiley Coyote like never is successful, but his sole like purpose in life is to try and kill Roadrunner. Like all he wants to do is murder. Like isn't that kind of like weird and creepy and terrifying i mean literally every like brain cell he uses is just to find ways to murder roadrunner the grinch and the man just doesn't like holidays (laughs) i've just ran i've ran into some people in real life that don't like christmas that much everyone's real mad because lately at work we've had the hallmark channel on and they've been doing christmas in july and every person's like, oh, I can't wait for July to be over. So I'm not doing Christmas in July anymore. And I'm sitting there like, I'm having a good time. Silent night being sung to me in the middle of July. 
the Grinch. Oh, he would not have been happy. I mean, he's trying to keep to himself for the most part. He's just fed up with hearing all their cheerful singing, so he goes down there and steals all their, steals all their presents. He's just tired of hearing all their cheerful singing, so he goes down there and steals all their presents. So you're saying if it wasn't for Christmas, he might not even be an evil guy. Exactly. And also, he was just trying to teach y'all a lesson. Christmas isn't all about presents. You're welcome. Really, the Grinch might just be the hero in the situation. I don't have a rebuttal for that. I When I made this bracket, I thought this was going to be an easy one. In favor of the Grinch. That was a very good argument for Wiley Coyote, too. Should I be an attorney? <laughs> okay, but at the end of the day, Wiley Coyote is trying to kill a bird. People hunt birds all the time. Like, big deal. Yes, his sole purpose is trying to kill the Roadrunner, but it's not children. The Grinch is stealing from kids. That's messed up. He's stealing their Christmas presents. The Roadrunner isn't even scared of Wiley Coyote. Why would we be scared of him? The Roadrunner doesn't give a crap. He outsmarts him at every turn. Wiley Coyote, like, is, like, probably evil on the inside versus the Grinch. Like, that heart grew real quick. It didn't take much convincing for him to become all joyful. Not only is he evil, but he's creative, too. The, the contraptions that they come up with on that show for Wiley Coyote to do, they all fail in the end, but they're very clever. My God, he's like the jigsaw of cartoons. Well, I know who I'm voting for. I still can't get over. Yes, okay, that's creepy. Wiley Coyote is, I, I guess I under, underrated him. But at the end of the day, the Grinch is like the main villain of the best holiday in the world. That takes a special kind of a-hole to be that big of a villain. So I'm sticking with the Grinch. And then maybe that's stubborn on my end because you make a very good case, but the Grinch. We have our first disagreement. And Marcus went with the Grinch. Aw, man. Marcus, I hope your LPGA tour picks are as good as your Disney picks. And that brings us up to the three seed, the evil queen from Snow White, against the Siamese cats from Lady and the Tramp. And this is the only time that we've included two characters on the same line. But it's because how do you really differentiate between the Siamese cats from Lady and the Tramp? All right, I'll start with this one. The Siamese cats from Lady and the Tramp made me hate an entire breed of cats for the past, like, 25 to 30 years. Those cats were so douchey. I don't even, they weren't scary. They were just douchey and, like, mean. And that now anytime I see a Siamese cat, a picture of one, go Google an image of the Siamese cat right now. And, yeah, they're kind of ugly to begin with. But... They just give off this villain persona. And I think a big part of it is because of this movie. But the evil queen, again, she's one of those villains that just epitomize villains to me. She's clever. Her intention is downright disturbing. But I want to hear what you say before I make my vote. I mean, I just think cats are assholes in general. Kind of the assholes of the animal kingdom. I feel like they were just being cats. <laughs> pretty much when you watch the movie you're like oh that just sounds about right sounds like cats to me cats can sense though that i don't like them and i feel like because of that they always come closer to me than they do like other people when we're around cats and i'm like yeah you get my vibes i mean the evil queen she literally poisons her and like all because she wants to be the fairest which honestly, unfortunately, is just that whole like women against women thing, which you see too much of already in the world, but like intensified. Evil Queen is like a jealous female, which is never good in life in general, and then upped 200% because she's got access to poison. I think I want to go with the Evil Queen. I am also going to go with the Evil Queen. And Marcus went with the Evil Queen. All right, next up we have the 11 seed Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty against the 6 seed Cobra Commander from the G.I. Joe series. I don't think Kelsey's ever watched G.I. Joe in her life, so that one's going to be on me. I'm going to guess a lot of you haven't seen the G.I. Joe series, but Cobra Commander is like 
uh, a mastermind villain. He his goal is to you know destroy the world, destroy the GI Joes. He doesn't have any like superpowers or anything like that. When you think of like superhero movies, he's just very very smart and very determined. And he's got this whole band of minions. Uh, Cobra is the name of the evil terrorist group, and he's the head of it. He's he doesn't even have a name. It's he's the commander of Cobra. Cobra commander. The thing about him is, in my opinion, he's the best villain in the show. But he hires a guy named Destro, and Destro, they're kind of like co-villains, and they work together, and then they don't work together. So it's a little different than, I think, Maleficent, where she's she's the evil entity in Sleeping Beauty, right? Yeah, so, I mean, she is the whole reason for the condition that Aurora's put into, which is obviously put asleep, and then can only be awoken by the kiss of her love but then she kidnaps the love so that he can't get to her but i mean once again a little jealous lady with some evil powers a scorned woman which is never good i think for me i haven't seen the new maleficent movie like the is it live action or real life i don't even know but there's a new one that came out recently i feel like the fact that she got her own movie and cobra commander is maybe a coin flip for the best villain in G.I. Joe. Uh, makes me want to vote for the Disney villain. And also, she's like a fairy. She has powers. I think when you have those abilities, you're definitely stronger. Like, if you were to pit those two against each other, I mean, it's going to be on the side of the woman that can kind of make whatever she wants as a power against you. So, Maleficent for me, for you also? Yeah. And also for Marcus. And that brings us to the seventh seed, Sid from Toy Story. And the tenth seed, Jafar from Aladdin. I mean, Sid is literally the making of a serial killer. He is taking apart his toys just to put them back together in, like, weird ways. Like, he's literally, like, the human centipede. Of cartoons. The Doctor from Human Centipede. By the time we get to Toy Story 12, we might have to move him to the horror movie bracket. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, though, like, he was easily scared. Like, all he had to do was hear one of the toys speak, and he, like, freaked out. But that being said, he was, like, putting toys on, like, the barbecue. Honestly, my nieces decapitate their Barbies all the time, but I don't think it's to this extreme. And in Jafar's case, like, obviously, he is literally keeping Jasmine, like, hostage. But at the end of the day, like, was Aladdin, like, really even that good of a person? He, like, lied the whole movie. I mean, oh, here are your options, Jasmine. This asshole or this asshole. Ooh, trouble picking. One thing about Jafar is unlike some other Disney villains that we have talked about or we'll talk about in the next matchup, he doesn't really stick out in the movie. Like, yes, he's a douchebag, but when you think, if I tell you, quick, name Disney villains, you don't immediately think of Jafar like you would for Cruella de Vil or the Evil Queen. Whereas, like you said, Sid, is, we're basically seeing the development of a Jeffrey Dahmer. I think it would have been creepier if he knew his toys were alive when he was putting them on the barbecue. But at the end of the day, it's still really messed up what he was doing. Well, all serial killers start somewhere. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, like, there's a progression, and we are at the first level of progression. And I think that makes him the better villain. When you really think deeply about the Aladdin movies, like, how are we going to root for really any of the men? I mean, they're basically just battling over who's going to end up with, like, Jasmine and therefore end up with all this power. Like, does she not have a say? Like, they're not even saving her from anything. I mean, kind of, I guess. Like, ending up with Aladdin is better than ending up with Jafar. But still, like, I don't know. Who am I more scared of? If Sid was my kid, I'd be like, is there a return policy on this one? I don't know. I think I'm going to go with Sid. As did I. Marcus went with Jafar, but Sid advances. 
And that brings us to the 15-seeded Hades from Hercules against the two-seeded Scar from The Lion King. Oh, man, I was really hoping they wouldn't face off against each other. Hercules is, like, I feel like it's not a very well-known movie, at least not as well-known as I would think it would be. But that was, like, one of my favorite movies growing up. Like, I used to watch it all the time. I thought it was so good. I mean, he's literally, I mean, the god of the underworld, right? A god, I'm assuming? Yes. So he's, like, capturing these spirits, and, like, his whole job is to, like, watch over them. And he wants to, like, kill people, and he wants people to be killed so that they can therefore be his little servants in hell, essentially. But Scar? I don't feel like there's a competition. Like, he literally had no issue essentially killing Mufasa. It's, he set it up so that Mufasa would die in front of his son. Oh, and then he sticks his hyenas to go kill the son. Go kill little baby Simba. Like, he literally only cares about one thing, and that is being on top. And you want to talk about minions. Not only does he have Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed, he's, he has a whole army of hyenas. And there's that scene where they're doing, like, the... It's like they're doing the the Nazi march, and Scar looks like Hitler. Like, he's a really creepy villain. And, like, no one's safe. Everyone's a target. And look what he did to the Pride Land. When he did get control, when Mufasa died and Simba scurried away, he took over. He got control, and the Pride Land, like, turned into, like, this big barren wasteland, and everyone was suffering from it. And tell me Mufasa's death is not the saddest scene in a Disney movie. And he did that. Scar did that. It might be top 10 saddest scenes in any movie. That's like up there with Old Yeller. I love when they were coming out with like um, the new version of it and they were showing how cute like baby Simba was. And people were like, you're telling me I have to watch this cute little lion cry over his dad in this movie because everyone knew it was going to happen. That made me laugh because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to cry during The Lion King. And I'm pretty sure... With the new version that had, like, Beyonce's voice as Nala, pretty sure I came close to tears during that scene. 100%. I am drinking the 312 from Goose Island right now, and it's not close. I'm sorry, the Northwoods Amber from Liney's is going to advance. And even then, these beers are closer than I think Hades versus Scar is. This is a sweep. This is like a this is a 40-point victory where the two-seed shows why they should have been a one-seed. Not even close. To me, Scar is moving on, no questions asked. Well, and you already know my answer. But man, you snuck in that second beer. What the heck? I've been sitting here this whole time. Just I could not wait to drink this drink. Here we go. So clean. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Ranch water all the way. Brian? When you get drunk talks from me next weekend, it's because of these. I will be drinking these all next weekend if I can find a box of them because I was only able to find one with the Build Your Own Six Pack this week. So hopefully I'm able to find enough to fuel me all through the bachelorette party. I didn't think I needed to look at Marcus's vote. Well, one, it doesn't matter because we both agree. I think we both agree on Scar, right? Yep. He voted for Hades. I, oh, not going to call him out yet because he's helping us out. But when this is over, we're going to have some words. Don't trust his golfer picks, y'all. He picked Hades over Scar. All right. So moving on to round two. We have Captain Hook versus the Queen of Hearts. I mean, I feel like pirates are just evil. They have no heart or soul. They have one goal. Which is just, and even nowadays, like, that movie with Tom Hanks, what was that called? Captain Phillips. That, like, happened not too long ago. It's, like, based on a true story, and it happened not too long ago. So, like, pirates are still out there, and they're still acting in the same way. They're very selfish, and they don't really have the ability to think about other people, and therefore they don't really care about what crimes they commit. 
And Captain Hook is supposed to be like the epitome of pirates, right? Yeah. So like I watched that whole show, Black Sails. By the way, Black Sails, phenomenal TV series. It's on stars. Uh really, really, really good. It uh it's loosely based on I don't want to say loosely. It's based on the Treasure Island book. And then it also ties in like real life pirates. So like Blackbeard and Calico Jack Rackham and Anne Bonnie. And even when you think of like the fake pirates in Treasure Island, like Long John Silver, Captain Hook is probably the top of that food chain. And that's that's going against some firepower. That being said, though, they do say that Captain Hook is like one of the most sympathetic Disney villains, like one of the Disney villains that you feel most sympathetic for. A, he lost his hand because of Peter Pan. He's constantly being pursued by a crocodile. He can't fly like the rest of the people in Neverland. I mean, he's kind of got the odds stacked against him. The evil queen has all the power. So it's like, which one's a better villain, though? Because I would say Captain Hook is definitely a more unique villain. So you're saying if you're more sympathetic for him, that probably takes away villain points because you want to really hate your villains. Yeah. Like, I think he's more unique, but I don't know if he's more evil. So you had no problem being scared of Captain Hook, and I still consider him pretty evil. I feel like I'll go with Captain Hook. I feel like he's more legendary. I will side with you on that one. Marcus went with the Queen of Hearts, but Captain Hook advances. Then we've got the five-seed Cruella de Vil against the four-seed the Grinch. Cruella. Come on. A guy that just wants to take your Christmas presents versus a woman that wants to murder a bunch of puppies so she can make coats? For real? Yeah, I'm with you. Cruella. (laughs) On this one, Marcus said, it's too close to call. Too close to call? So he votes for whoever you didn't vote for. (laughs) That's so rude. I specifically told him before he did this, I said, there is no trolling on this. Like, you have to be legit. He said, what's trolling? He loves to troll me. I wasn't going to last. All right, then we have, this is a really cool matchup. The three-seeded, the evil queen from Snow White against the 11-seed, Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. Snow White and Sleeping Beauty, I feel like those are two movies that get compared to each other a lot. And because they get compared to each other a lot, to me, the the villain comparison is pretty easy, too. It's just whatever one I hated more, and that is the evil queen. I feel like I agree. I mean, I feel like... Poor Aurora. I mean, I feel like she had some odds stacked against her already. But Snow White, like, I feel like she's just attacked because, I don't know, the queen's just jealous of her. She's just trying to live her life, you know, move in with a bunch of little dudes. I feel like I'm going to go with the evil queen, too. Like, she, like, seeked her out, and she was like, she knew how innocent Snow White was and how much she would just, like, give in to her. And she, like, fed on that. No pun intended because of the apple. And Marcus also went with the Evil Queen. So that's another 3-0 sweep for the Queen. And then we've got the 7-seed Sid versus the 2-seed Scar. I'm very biased on this one. I am voting Scar, full stop. I still think Sid is a very underrated villain. I think it's not the um, animated villain that comes to everyone's mind right away, but it really should. But I'm still going to go with Scar. I mean, he's pure evil. And Marcus also went with Scar. All right, so there's only two matches left in this region. And I do feel like the seeding worked because we've got a one seed versus a five seed and then a three seed versus a two seed. So people would say that Chalk kind of held in this bracket if you're talking about March Madness style. Um, a little different than the horror movie bracket where I think it was a little more all over the place. So we've got the one seed Captain Hook against the five seed 
Cruella DeVille. I think what you said about Captain Hook last round, that he's considered like a, you have some sympathy for him. You have you get zero sympathy for Cruella. I can't even say her name because her name sucks so bad. Cruella DeVille. I feel like puppies and dogs are just so innocent. Like, I can't even watch a movie if I know the dog's going to die. That's a fact. Which maybe makes me really biased. But the fact that she doesn't even see sweet little puppies, she just sees, like, things that they can create. She's just pure evil. And not to mention, if you want to go on serial killers, you know what they say about serial killers. They start out by torturing animals. I'm going to go with Cruella. I understand Captain Hook is iconic. I totally get that. But if we're going off of who am I going to be more scared of, I mean, I got a sweet little puppy here to protect. Yep, I am with you. I am voting Cruella. I also feel like you are more likely to encounter someone like her than you are Captain Hook. (laughs) Yes, probably. And we kind of use that as a framework for the last bracket. Like, what scenario are you most likely to encounter in your life where you should actually be afraid? Or in this case, afraid for your animals. I think PETA would agree with us. <laughs> but Marcus Miklovich does not. He says Captain Hook. And then the Evil Queen versus Scar. Look, maybe I just have a lot of sympathy for animals, specifically cute little baby animals. But I feel like what Scar did is more messed up. Like, yes, what the Evil Queen did is messed up. Don't get me wrong. But this is like Scar's family. But he does not care. Yeah, he literally would rather rule than have his brother alive. And him and Mufasa have like a tolerable relationship in the beginning of the film. Like... They're able to talk to each other and communicate. They can be near each other without wanting to just, like, full-blown murder each other. But still, in his brain the whole time, he's like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill his son. I'm going to kill anyone that gets in the way of me being the ruler. And early in the movie when Mufasa's alive, you're kind of like, okay, sweet. Like, Mufasa is obviously stronger. And obviously has the entire kingdom behind him. But when Mufasa dies, it's like, oh, no. I feel like it's easy when you compare them in that way. Which just says a lot about how well they made that movie. Because the Evil Queen hasn't been voted against yet. 3-0 sweep, 3-0 sweep. And I don't think this is even... I don't want to say it's not close, but it's clear. It's a clear-cut winner for me, and that's Scar. Well, and we're getting to, like, these are two Disney classics. I feel like Snow White was one of the first Disney movies, if I'm not mistaken. So, actually, when we ranked our top ten Disney movies back on episode nine, we listed The Lion King number one overall, and Snow White and the Seven Dwarves number three. So yeah, we definitely think these are classic movies and they really nail the villains. And it's kind of like what we were saying about like Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street. Like those were like the OG movies. So although it might start to seem like somebody like the Evil Queen has been done so many times in different ways. I mean, that was the original though. Same way as like Michael Myers and Halloween. Oh, a crazed guy with a weapon just killing whoever he wants. Yeah, that's been done a lot since then, but that was like the original. That being said, though, I don't feel like something like Scar from The Lion King has ever been redone because you can't redo it. You can't take that concept and put it in another film because it's so unique and it's so like epic to that one film that you just couldn't do it. So I feel like because Scar is so unrepeatable, I'm going to go with Scar. Now, before we get to the final of this region, I'm just going to list a few of the honorable mentions we had for this genre. 
Uh, we've got Cell and Frieza, both from the Dragon Ball Z series. We've got <laughs> the girl from the dentist from Finding Nemo. That was my honorable mention. Could you guys guess that? Bluto from Popeye. Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Also my addition. And the stepmom from Cinderella. And Marcus is clamoring in my DMs. He wants me to mention YZMA. Do you even know who that is? YZMA? Uh-huh. Does he explain what it's from? No, he sends me a gif of YZMA. I just don't know who he is. YZMA is the main antagonist of Disney's The Emperor's New Groove franchise. Oh, yes. She's like a woman, right? Yeah. Sorry, Brian has his computer over there, so I can't see what Marcus is sending him. Ah, yeah. Pretty darn evil. But not as evil as Cruella DeVille and Scar. Oh, my gosh. Very, very, very reasonable final here. We've got Cruella the Puppy Killer and Scar the Evil Lion that doesn't care about killing baby cubs. The Lion King is my favorite Disney movie, and it's really hard for me to take my bias out of this. I'm trying. I'm trying. I think Cruella really creeped me out as a kid. I don't know if we're going to agree on this one. I really don't. Nothing makes me more sad than really anything to do with dogs being treated poorly. And obviously, like, killing an animal or killing a dog is, like, the worst thing you can do. I can't watch, I can't even watch that, like, animal commercial with, like, Sarah McLaughlin singing, In the arms of the angel. No, I can't. I can't do it. That stuff, like, just breaks my heart. And also, like, those puppies are defenseless. They're literally defenseless. Like, at least Mufasa, I mean, he was manipulated to his death because he felt like Simba was in trouble. And Zimbo was in trouble, but, like, Scar knew what he was doing by, like, being like, oh, he's going to come to try and save Simba. So he, like, set it up. You know what I mean? But, like, those puppies ugh, were defenseless. I don't know. I think I'm going to go with Corella. I know. I know. I know. Like, obviously, the puppies ended up being fine. But they could have very well not been fine. And shout out to DoesTheDogDie.com. I've mentioned it before, but the site's sweet. You can look up pretty much any movie and find out if the dog dies. It started off as just that question, but it's gone a lot farther than that now. You can see, like, like does anyone lose a tooth? Basically, anything that could trigger somebody, they let you know ahead of time if it's in that film or not. I am not above having Brian duck down in the seat at the theater and like secretly look it up if a dog appears on screen because I'm like oh my gosh they're showing the dog for a reason I need to know I need to know and in fact on 101 Dalmatians it gives you the warning that the dogs are kept in really bad conditions so which would trigger plenty of people I know we're not going to agree on this. I feel like once again another scenario where we could sit here for 30 minutes and go back and forth And I feel really torn, too, but I feel like I want to go with my gut, and my gut is saying Cruella. And I think it's fair. I think she's deserving. But Scar, to me, is the best cartoon villain that I can think of. If you were to ask me this before we even did a bracket, anything like that, I would have said Scar. For all the reasons we've already mentioned. Um, So he's my vote. See, and... If Before I went into it, too, before you start thinking about it, before you start verbalizing your thoughts, I mean, I would have said the same thing. I think I would have gone into it and been like, Scar. But I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I uh, don't feel that way anymore. Marcus does vote Scar. 
So Scar wins the Disney slash cartoon villain bracket. Now, can I just quickly say, I think I let my personal views get a little too in the way. I feel like away from my own personal views, I feel like that's a fair winner. I just want to say that it's hard to look past your own personal bias when it comes to these things. Because you're going off of what scares you more. But I think that that's, that's a good winner. Scar is a good winner. If you think this was a good final for this region, please go back and listen to the horror region because that final was just as good, in my opinion. Two classics just like this. Um, makes it very fun. Makes me interested for the next two. Next week, we're going to do the superhero region. And then we're doing a classic region after that. So um, definitely stay tuned for those because there are a lot of good villains that we haven't talked about yet. So back to the first segment, though, and the most important segment, who's your winner? Oh, it's easily Northwoods Lager. Mine is easy to, <sighs> I know I tried to come into it really unbiased, but it's just such a unique drink. Ranch water, Rio Red grapefruit, hard seltzer is my winner. And that will be facing off against White Claw Pineapple next week. And Brian, yours will be dr- facing off against... Louise Demise. Amber on Amber. Amber on Amber. So we'll see you guys next week, or you'll be hearing from us next week, with another region and a final drink battle. <laughs>